0: Hi everyone, and welcome. This is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast, and I'm your host, Coach Brad. This podcast is about all things related to love, life, health, and the pursuit of happiness. Every week, I'll interview a different guest who is setting a new standard and redefining what it means to get the most out of life. With that, let's get started. Okay. Happy spring, everybody. It's so awesome to be here with you again today. This is the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. And I'm your host, Coach Brad. And as always, I just get so excited. I just have a I'm Tickling or tickling with goosebumps today. I have another awesome, awesome, awesome guest today. Her name is Ramona Fasula, and she's coming to us from the East Coast, the city of Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And she is going to be talking to us about making healthy living easy, which is something even for me as a health coach, I'm dying to know. Any tips? Any secrets? Anything I can get to to share with you, the listeners, about how to make any of this easier or better for any of us? Let me read you her bio real quick because it's pretty interesting. Uh, Ramona Fasula is a nationally recognized natural health expert and disease management and prevention specialist. For over a decade, she has been a champion for helping others to establish a healthy lifestyle and be the best version of themselves that they can possibly be. She is a certified holistic health and stress management coach. So Ramona, welcome to the podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I love your energy. You have great energy. I like, I just, I'm just smiling. Well, I'm just me, smiling me, away. Me
0: too. This doing this podcast and getting to meet people like you and and just spread this whole healthy living message. Uh, you, ca- you can't see my arm, but I got goosebumps. It's just I'm just so blessed and lucky and and awesome to to be able to interact with with folks such as yourselves. So uh, so Ramona, yeah, I want to get into this whole whole notion you say on your website about making healthy living easy. And I know you've come up with that, but to get to that point, you've had a journey. Uh, we were talking a little. Bit off camera. Uh, it involved diabetes with a family member, I think you said. Uh, so, so take us back a little bit. When when did all this healthy living start for you or how did it start?
1: This happened back, well, the journey began in, in 2001. My, my dad had passed away from complications of type 2 diabetes Okay, and he never took care of it. And my, my, me, my mom, my sister, you know, we all knew the road that or the path that this could lead to if he didn't start taking care of himself and and he never did and he had all kinds of complications from it um and unfortunately he he passed away in in 2001 so i started getting into natural health then my mom did some things to to try to Help my dad, um, different supplements and things like that. And, um, I never thought that I would make a career out of it. You know, I worked in the financial industry for a long time oh, and okay, did shift. yeah, yeah. I lost my job and, um, it just kind of hit me, you know, where, what's my next step? What do I want to do? And I started thinking about the, the wellness thing and, um, I, I, I went to school. I, I got my certification in health coaching and then one certification kind of led to another. But you know I'm really convinced, Brad, that if I knew then what I know now, my dad would still be alive today because type 2 diabetes is 100% reversible. And I have reversed it with, with clients. So you know my, my dad's the reason that I get up every day and, and do what I do because I know that food is medicine. I've I've seen it work, you know, and
0: let me jump in real quick, Ramona, because what you do and what what we're doing with this podcast, getting this message out to millions, ideally around the world is huge. So real quick, I just want to say thank you. Yeah, because there's a lot of people we still need to reach.
1: I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But I think that, um, you know, I think with the pandemic that we just went through, I think that health is, Really, at the forefront of everyone's mind right now, you know, physical health and, of course, mental health as well. It was it was traumatic what we went through for, for two years. You know, being isolated and having to wear the mask all the time, and um, so I, I feel bad for anybody that's that's struggling mentally. And I just want to say that you know, to all your listeners, there is help out there. You know, don't feel like you you are alone in this because there are plenty of people, um, you know, that are out there that can help support you in any way. So if you feel down and, and depressed, reach out to somebody. They can definitely help and they want to help.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. With that. Mm So Ramona, this, this whole idea of combating type two diabetes, uh, kind of became your, 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 I guess, motivating factor, so to speak. How did that channel into this, this concept of making healthy living easy? What, what exactly is that all about? How do, even for me as a health coach, how Mm -hmm. do we make healthy living easy?
1: Well, I mean, it, 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 it's simple. I mean, get rid of the process stuff, You know, there, we are in such a a health crisis right now. And, and, and I hate to say it, but I I look in people's shopping carts when I'm in the supermarket and I would never say anything, you know, that's none of my business, but
0: I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. I, I just look. And I think if you only knew what you're putting in your mouth and how it will affect your body, um, you wouldn't be eating the things that you're eating. So staying away from the, the processed stuff, the, the cake, the, the cookies, the candy, the soda, sugar. Sugar is, is, I would say, public enemy number one. It, it, it should not be in, in anyone's diet. And it's so addictive. It damages your DNA. It affects every organ in the body. Get off the sugar you know, if you take anything from this, this podcast today, get off the sugar. And I can, I can help with that. Other coaches can help with that as well.
0: I've mentioned that a lot too, but you you bring up a good point, but let me ask you this Ramona: I mean, there's a ton of information out there about getting off sugar and, and whatnot. And you mentioned, you know, mental health just a moment ago, you know, as important as physical health, what, and it's not just America, this country, it's it's Canada and Europe and, and Australia and even parts of a lot of Asia. Now I've been there. Uh, we're eating more processed foods and we're, we're like kind of doing the opposite. What, and there's so much access to information now, too. There's, this is something as a health coach, I've always wondered. I mean, people know the difference between like a candy bar and broccoli, for example, yet they're still choosing the candy bar what, what do you think's going on with that? So
1: I think it's a sugar addiction. I think there's a lot of people that are addicted to, to sugar. You know, they get sugar cravings constantly. I'll, I'll give you a little, I'll give you a little tip. Okay. Um, apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Oh, I remember, yeah. I I remember having one client and I, I love apple cider vinegar. I, I, I think that it's something that, um, that people should be adding into their, into their diets. Um, But uh, yeah, so I had a a client, she had a sugar addiction and she was addicted to York peppermint patties. She had a bag of it. She was very specific about it. She had a bag of it. She kept it in her freezer. And every night after dinner, she would reach for that, uh, the York peppermint patties. So the first question I asked was, okay, well, when, when do you get the craving? She said, after dinner, I said, okay, here's what I want you to do. After dinner, when you're done cleaning up, and that craving sets in, what I want you to do is do a shot of apple cider vinegar in water. You don't want to drink it straight because it's going to burn, right? So you okay. want to dilute it with with water. Okay. I said I want you to do that, and she was already doing a food diary, so I, which is important as well. Um, and I said I report back to me what you know where the cravings are in a, in a few weeks. So she came back to me for her session in, in a couple of weeks. And she said, my cravings are gone completely. She said, that bag's still sitting in my freezer.
0: So apple cider vinegar diluted it, like what, one teaspoon to like one glass of water, roughly? I would
1: say a tablespoon in a glass of water, mix it in real real well, and then then drink it. It's also very alkaline as well, um, which is very important. Uh, The standard American diet is very acidic. When the diet is very acidic, it can cause weight gain. Uh, It can also cause um, high cholesterol too. And a lot of people aren't aware of that. When your body is too acidic, your liver produces more cholesterol as a buffer. So what you wanna do is stay away from the acidic stuff and eat more alkaline foods. So things that are acidic, and, and I wouldn't say, don't ever consume these things ever again. That, that's not what I'm saying. I, I would say limit meat, um, animal products, dairy, uh, cheeses, coffee's very acidic, alcohol is very acidic. Oh, okay. So eating more things like avocados. Um, pomegranates are very alkaline as well. So pomegranate juice is wonderful. You know, the palm juice that you can buy in the supermarket Mm -hmm. loaded with antioxidants, very alkaline, great for heart health as well. So I would definitely recommend that avocados. I I think I mentioned a minute ago, um, but eating more alkaline foods, lemons, limes, grapefruits, very acidic outside the body, very alkaline when they they're consumed and go into the body. So that's a great support in, in people's weight loss journey, which is something that people don't really talk about.
0: No, and actually I, I hadn't thought much about acidic uh, foods versus alkaline foods, but so, so let me ask you this. So a lot of people are still on, I, I'm sure you've heard this term, SAD, the standard American diet, which contains a lot of the processed foods and sugars and, and things like that. How, how, what what would you suggest to someone who is like completely on the standard American diet to slowly switch over to more what you're talking about, the healthy eating uh, things? How, how do they make that shift? Like, I mean, there's gotta be a huge psychological aspect that as well, I would imagine.
1: I would say just little by little, start incorporating healthy foods, like start incorporating grains into your diet. I I do a lot of brown rice, brown rice bowls, quinoa, farro is my my latest obsession. I love making different salads out of farro, adding green leafy vegetables into your diet any way that you can. So um, I think the best way if people don't like vegetables is to do smoothies every day, yeah, because you're, you're putting in the greens, and then you're also putting in fruit. So you're going to taste the fruit and not the greens. So there's little tricky little things that you can do, um, you know, to get more greens into your diet, but slowly weaning yourself off. Like I, I give an example of people that drink soda, well how many cans of soda do you drink per day? Oh I drink 5 cans of soda yeah. per day. Okay. Well how about tomorrow do 4. And then when you're okay with that go down to 3. Incorporate water, drink more water instead of the soda. You're down to 3. Okay, well let's take it down to 2 and then get it down to 1 and then then you know don't drink soda anymore. Start drinking more water. Put some lemon juice in there to alkalize the body. So little things like that
0: Okay. Uh so anyone listening uh Ramona is a health coach. You can learn more at her website wellnessbyramona.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramona what, so in addition to this eating what are some other tips that you might have for you know making healthy living easing, or or some other strategies that you that you've come up with.
1: Well I mean it's it's not just about food. You know, it's about making sure that you're getting enough exercise. And I think with exercise, the most important thing is to do what you like to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't tell you how many people they'll start an exercise program, absolutely hate what they're doing. And then the likelihood of them sticking to that is going to be pretty, pretty slim. You know, people, People that don't like yoga and they'll start incorporating yoga. Well, if you don't like yoga, then it's not going to, it's not going to last. So there's so many different things that you can do. Some people like hiking. Some people are gym rats. They like to go to the gym, you know, and get their workouts in that way. Um, Some people love to do yoga. So kind of figure out what, what works for you and then start incorporating that into your, your regimen, you know, start out if you don't exercise at all start with one day a week and then kind of build up to two to three days a week. Now I personally I've been exercising for a long time so five days a week is is nothing for me to do. Um, and I kind of work my scheduler around my gym schedule. Oh nice. So, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, those are the days that I go. This is the time that I go. And I rarely deviate from that, but I made it a habit for years and years and years. And I don't even have to think about it anymore. I just kind of get in my car and the car goes right to the gym. So, um, so yeah, so little by little, just slow and steady wins the race, right? So just little by little, start incorporating little things, um, Doing things to lower your your stress levels as well, and and again, everybody's different. Some people like to be out in nature, you know, walking That's around nature. in nature. Yeah, nature's yeah. incredible, incredible. So going for long walks or hiking. Some people like to meditate. Um, some people have a, have a gratitude, which I, I love. Gratitude, my my gratitude journal, you know, having that practice every day is super important for me. Um, some people meditate with their crystals like I have right here. You know, I love I love my crystals. But doing things that give you joy in life, that's part of healthy living, having those hobbies and, and you know, just doing things that just make you smile you know, make your heart sing. I think that's so important. I think people put so much of a focus on eating healthy, which is so, so important. I mean, that's everything that I, I teach and everything that I believe in that, that food is medicine, but it's important to, um, you know, incorporate those other things in, into your life as well. And, and even the people that surround you as well. You know, making sure that they're positive people and that they're building you up instead of putting you down. And it's important the people that you surround yourself with. That's part of healthy living is, in my opinion, as well.
0: Hey, everyone. This is Coach Brad. Just taking a quick break from the podcast to let you know, I am now signing up, folks, for my 16-week Couch to Healthy training program. In this program, we'll focus on topics such as what is your overall health vision for your life healthy eating sleep hygiene living the healthy lifestyle and tons more go to my website trainingwithcoachbrad.com all one word scroll down and click on the box that reads health and wellness coaching to learn more now back to our podcast yeah, you're, you're hitting on a, on a ton of, of good points there. And I'm trying to think here as, as hosting this podcast, do I go this direction or this direction or, or which 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 direction do I go? I want to real quick, what the direction I do want to go, though, you just mentioned and you said it a couple of times, food is medicine.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: a lot of people truly grasp that. People think of medicine as a pill you take or maybe something you drink, uh, something like cough syrup or something like that. But uh, food is medicine. Medicine. Um, can you expand on that a little, a little bit more? What you, I know what you mean by that as a health coach, but for the average person listening to this right now, can you exactly what do you mean? Food is medicine. Is it if you have cancer and you eat vegetables, is that going to cure you? Then is that what you mean, or? or...
1: Well, I mean, I, I never, I never say that. You know, I mean, it, it's up to the doctor to you know make that determination. Um, food has the nutrients that the body needs to support wellness, you know, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example. I, I always say that when you go to the supermarket and you're in that produce section, your cart should look like a Crayola crayon box and that there's lots of different colors. So I'll give you some examples. So, um, your white foods like cauliflower, like leeks, like onions, those help to build immunity. Uh, your your green leafy vegetables, your green vegetables are very detoxifying for the body. So you know, making sure that you're adding the green leafy vegetables and the other greens, like like broccoli, for example, to your to your diet. Um, your orange foods, like your carrots. Um, They have critical nutrients in them like beta carotene, great for the eyes. Um, Orange foods are great in in cancer prevention as well, just like your cruciferous vegetables are great for cancer prevention as well. Like your your broccoli, your cabbage, which is wonderful, anti-inflammatory. Inflammation is, is the underlying cause of disease. So, you know, uh, purple things like eggplants, things like plums that, that rich purple color are those anthocyanins, which are powerful antioxidants. So food is definitely medicine and it has critical nutrients that the body needs. And, and when you're lacking in them, the body will tell you that something is, is off. So it's so important to make sure that you're focusing on the right kinds of foods in your diet, because it can either promote wellness or it can create sickness, on the other hand.
0: One or the other. Yeah. Well, that's Mm -hmm. a really good point. The foods that you eat will either promote wellness or promote sickness. Absolutely. Which one you choose. Uh, You just said um, it, it, it can... The oh gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. The the I, I'm drawing a blank. I just lost it, Ramona. So we're we're gonna go ahead and here, okay. but uh, oh, it just came back to me. So okay, so we, we've been talking about food and a lot of, and I really want to get this point across. I, I think I've said this in another podcast, but I want to say it again. People think it's all about exercise, or I use the word movement. Exercise is, is kind of the same thing, but. Mm-hmm you had to choose one, if you could only choose one food or exercise, which would you say is the most important thing to really
1: focus on? I, you know what, honestly, I couldn't pick one over the other because I think they're both, um, equally important. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and I know I, I've heard that a lot, you know, and, and I've had that question a lot, but I don't want to negate the benefits of exercise when I'm, you know, out there promoting the fact that food is medicine and a healthy diet is super important, but I think they're, I think they're both equally important. You, you can't be sedentary. You have to get out there. I mean, the, the American Heart Association recommends 10,000 steps per day, you know, and I, and I don't, I think that some people don't even get half of that. Because they're in front of the TV, you know, especially during the, during the pandemic, you know, things were closed and every day I, I, you know, when the gym was closed, I got out there and I, I went walking every single day. I had my Fitbit and I tracked my steps. And, but I think a lot of people were at home watching Netflix and I'm not saying that I didn't do that because I did some binge watching myself, but um, I don't even, I, I don't think people get half that you know, 5,000 steps in a day. And it's so important to get out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put on my health, ca- health coaching, blah, blah, blah. I can't talk today. My health coaching hat real quick. Cause I do want to emphasize this point. I agree completely Ramona. They're both important. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the food is medicine. And of course the exercise, or I use the word movement. I really, really want to stress this out to anyone listening, uh, healthy eating matters. I've, I've had so many clients I've worked with in, in a one-on-one coaching personal training type format. Um, they go to the gym, they work their tail off for, I don't know, 20 minutes or an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours. And two weeks later, you know, there's no results at all in terms of like weight loss or anything like that, because they go home and they'll eat pizza. They live the, they leave the gym and they go to McDonald's. And I'm like, you can't do that. So yes, you absolutely have to have both. I agree with that. But for me, mm-hmm. I would absolutely say you've got to focus on the food as medicine aspect. If I can get even one person listening to this today to realize what you said, Ramona, that the food is medicine. And the medicine we take will make us better, as you said, or it will make us sick, as we said. So which mm-hmm. which choice, you know, which choice do you want? So
1: And I'll I'll give you an example as as well. I mean, I I can provide many examples of of food being medicine, but I want to focus on my mentor, Christina Perillo, is her name. Okay. Um, Okay. And for those that aren't familiar with her, just just Google her. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's got a show on public television called Christina Cooks. Very famous vegan, travels around the world, and uh, she teaches people that food is medicine. So I was lucky enough to take some integrative health and cooking classes um, under her at the restaurant school in Philadelphia. And she had leukemia when she was 25. She cured it with a macrobiotic diet. The doctors could not believe that she cured it with a macrobiotic diet. So she knew right then and there, she somehow the right people came into her life, taught her about macrobiotic diets and macrobiotic cooking. And um, she realized after the, the cancer had gone away that um, she needed to teach people this because food is medicine. So she went back to school, got a master's degree in um. um dietetics or, or I forget exactly the, the um, subject, but somewhere along those lines. And now she teaches and, and she travels around the world. So she is a prime example of, you know, how to use food as medicine, but, but even things like weight loss, it's important to get down to the root cause of why someone is not losing weight. And a big issue for a lot of people is lack of protein. I have a a client that I'm working with right now and we stumbled upon that that fact because she has not been able to lose weight. So I asked her how much protein are you getting every day and she said not enough. So we're we're working on that. So we're we're going to incorporate more protein into her diet but really getting down to the root cause of um, weight loss, because people get so frustrated. They go on different diets and they think, okay, well, this person lost 20 pounds. So I'm going to lose 20 pounds on Atkins or South Beach or whatever, whatever the case may be, but everybody's different. That's why it's important to work with health coaches that are out there, you know, that can help support you on, on that journey. I believe everybody should be working with a health coach. I really do.
0: Yeah, if you're listening right right now, wellnessbyramona.com. by She's she's nationally recognized. Uh, Ramona is nationally recognized as a, a, a holistic health coach and stress management coach. Uh, Ramona, let's shift gears real quick and talk a little bit about stress. Uh, I'm I get stress, uh, and it's it's funny. Not too long ago, a couple of months ago, I was I was highly stressed out, and I remember saying to myself, "I'm the health coach. I'm the one that teaches about stress management and all that." Here I am, super stressed. Uh, Mm Well, what what do you see in the world today in terms of stress? I mean, are we completely stressed out as a society and what are some tips that you have for that?
1: (laughs) I definitely believe that we are stressed out as a society. And I think a lot of times people sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Things that don't, you know, if you think back on something like five years later, you know, a a lot of times, like, what was I so upset over? That's really not important in the grand scheme of of things. You know, so I think that people are really sweating the small stuff. You know, like,
0: examples. Yeah, yeah, like, what are some examples of small stuff?
1: Well, I mean, say you get into an argument with somebody like you, you can't, you can't change people. You know, and I think people are, 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 they try to do that. You get into an argument with somebody and it's just so upsetting. I think people think it's it's a reflection on them. When when somebody mistreats you, it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on them. Let it go, uh-huh. just let it go. Don't sweat it, they'll come around. You know, it's it's not worth getting upset over. Somebody has a bad day. Somebody's rude to you. It's not about you. It's about them. And I think that causes a lot of stress for a lot of people. I hear it all the time, Brad. Oh, my God. You know what this person did to me? <laughs> what did this person do to you? And then we you know, we talk through it. And they're like, oh, so if, now that I'm thinking about it, it really wasn't about me. Person must have had a bad day and they took it out on you. It's all right. Just let it go let go of things that you can't control people want to control everything
0: I remember it well have to You said a few minutes ago, too, about the environment that we're in that that could that could matter. I remember I I used to live in the Philippines and and life was much slower there and and stress was, you know, a lot, a lot less. And I think uh, at least in these very busy countries like America, Canada, um, maybe England, I haven't been to England, but with such a a hectic society like probably you, your schedule is packed, you're busy, go, go, go. My schedule is go, go, go. Most people are are Mm -hmm. go, go, go. Um, we just get overwhelmed. And I think you're making a key point, let it go. And I would add to that, just simply slow down.
1: Yeah, slow down and and let it go. Take some deep breaths. Deep breathing is so helpful in so many ways, even for sleep. You know, if you're having trouble sleeping, take some deep, five deep breaths. I did that. Actually, I, I can say it works. Because I actually um, couldn't fall asleep about a week ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this to the test and see if this theory actually works. Okay. I took maybe like three deep breaths and I fell asleep right away. So there's definitely something to deep breathing in, in um, helping us to feel less stressed, but also helping us get to sleep faster too.
0: Like one of those deep breaths where, like, inhale through the nose, exhale through the mouth, and like, like five a five second count or something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah, something so simple. The little things, Brad, can make the biggest difference, and I believe that's one of them.
0: Okay, I've I've taught um, focus breathing. I call it, or some call it, box breathing, or in mm-hmm. samurai culture, masogi breathing. Uh, I've never thought about using deep breathing and deep breaths for sleep though.
1: Huh. Yep. Yeah,
0: well, but I'm going to try that. So yeah, if you're listening, you're having trouble sleeping, uh, take some deep breaths uh, before you sleep and and see how that works for you.
1: You know, and there's, there's lots of other things that can help with sleep too, not just deep breathing. Um, Tart cherry juice is a great sleep aid, believe it or not. It lowers inflammation. Cherries are amazing, extremely anti inflammatory. That's great to get you to sleep. Elderberry juice is another great aid. Um, Having a banana before bed or hummus, the tryptophan, like the turkey that we eat on Thanksgiving, that the tryptophan makes us sleepy. That's something else that you can kind of add to your regimen if you're having trouble sleeping. Oh, I have so many tricks for everything.
0: Oh my goodness. Well again, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna reach out to you, Ramona. Wellness by Ramona.com. I mean, even as a health coach, I still have a lot, a lot to learn. And you just mentioned turkey. I thought it was because I, I would eat too much or something like that.
1: <laughs> Tryptophan will help to to make you sleepy. So yeah, I mean there's there's so many little little things that you do, you can do. But of course, you know, consult your doctor, I would say, if you're having an issue sleeping, because it could be something it could be something serious. It could be not be something serious. It could be something serious, you know, different nutrient deficiencies. Um, and how do you get the nutrients? You're going to get them from food. So if you have that balanced diet, then it'll help support your sleep as well. Hey
0: everyone, it's Coach Brad again. Check out my all new Walking for Health program, especially for those over 40. Go to my website, trainingwithcoachbrad.com to learn more. I want to go back to something you mentioned a little while ago, this idea of inflammation as the root of all disease. I've, I've certainly read that and heard that a lot. I think very few people in the general population who are not in health coaching or in the health wellness field or who have not worked with a health coach really don't know much about that. And I think even I'll say Your general mainstream doctors who have just gone through your typical four years of medical school are are only starting slightly to understand this. Your your more holistic and homeopathic and naturalist doctors understand this, but this idea of inflammation, I really want people to understand this. Can you kind of, Ramonis, walk us through a little bit? What exactly do you mean by inflammation? Like I think of inflammation like if I get hit by a baseball, my eye swells up or something like that, that type of inflammation. But I think you're talking about a little something different. Chronic. Yeah, and then chronic
1: inflammation where the body's in like a like a perpetual state of of stress. Right. So um and you and you can get your your um your your the amount of inflammation in your system. You can get it tested through a C reactive protein test. A doctor will do that. That's part of a regular um, checkup. They do if you if you look on your your blood work results, it will show um, C reactive protein. But the the chronic inflammation can lead to heart disease. It could lead to diabetes. It could lead to cancer. It could lead to all kinds of of things. But um, inflammation like. When it gets to the chronic stage, that's when you need to to sound the alarm and foods that are unhealthy support inflammation in the body. So things like sugar, which I mentioned in the, in the beginning of the podcast, you definitely want to stay away from that because that is extremely, extremely uh, inflammatory. The standard American diet in general is very inflammatory because there's lots of salt there's lots of sugar, there's lots of chemicals, you know, all these things cause inflammation and lead to chronic inflammation in the body. So you definitely have to be, have to be careful. Exercise is a way to help to get rid of the the inflammation as well. Making sure that you're eating healthy, making sure that you're exercising, lowering stress levels through meditation and all these things.
0: And and correct me if I'm wrong, Ramona, but the inflammation we're talking about, like, could be Inflammation in your joints, your blood vessels, uh, some of your muscle tissue, things like this. And this inflammation yep. comes from, we've been yep. talking about food as medicine, but the opposite is also true. As you've, you've pointed out, Ramona, food can be poison.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That food Very inflammatory.
0: Uh, a, a big one is sugar. So for folks listening, take this take this one point to heart. Food is medicine can help you, make you better, make you well, as your friend uh, demonstrated with her her leukemia. or food can be poison. It can make you sick.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think people are tired of being sick and tired.
0: Ah yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they get put on medications that cause side effects. You know, I really, and and I'm not to say, you know, I've had clients that have have been on medication for heart failure, where the the medication was actually pumping the blood, you know, to and from the heart for them. So medication to a certain degree is, is needed. But I think the first line of defense in preventing and reversing chronic disease should be food and diet, we have so much power. I even, um, I took a course through, um, T Colin Campbell, who wrote the China study. And, um, he was saying that we have the the power to turn off genetic markers that predispose us to disease through diet. We have so much power in our fork, but yet people don't really, um, they don't really think about that. They don't. They think, okay, well, diabetes runs in my family. I'm destined to get it. So I might as well just eat whatever I want to eat and that's okay. No, I have diabetes on one side of the family. I have heart disease on the other, but I'm perfectly healthy. I'm not going to get either disease. Yeah.
0: And that's because you use food as medicine. So yeah, it depends on on how you use food. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. um, Yeah. Uh, gosh, Ramona, um, so many more things we could talk about. I always hate to get to this point. We're starting to, to run out of time here, but a, a lot of good stuff. Again, I want to mention uh, a nationally recognized health coach right here on my podcast. Yay. <laughs> coming, Ramona! But you can, again, you can, you can learn more and reach out to her. Her contact information is at her webpage, wellnessbyramona.com. I'll put a link to that in my podcast description. Ramona, any, I mean, we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff today for me personally, I've, I've learned two key points. Again, food is medicine or food is poison. The biggest poison, as you mentioned is sugar. If you've learned anything today, get off the sugar. Uh, again, mm-hmm. as a health coach can help you with that wellness by Ramona.com Ramona, any, anything else that you would like to say before we, we kind of sign off today, we've said a ton already. Do you have any, any last minute comments or thoughts or tips or anything?
1: I'm going to share what my father said to me a long time ago Okay, when he was going through his struggles with diabetes. He said that when you don't have your health, you you have nothing, all the money in the world, whatever the case may be. He said, it doesn't matter. Your health affects every aspect of your life. It affects the relationships that you keep because it affects your mood. Right. It affects your productivity at work. So it'll affect your, your work life, your home life. It literally affects everything in your life. Fortunately, you have the power. You have so much power in your in your fork. And I would say get educated on the power of food and it will change your life. And I know so many people out there, you know, that I've worked with, you know, friends, family, whatever the case may be, people that I just kind of meet um, in, in everyday life that, that they, they're understanding they've had their own struggles and they've used food as medicine and they are in a completely different space right now. So next time you go into the supermarket, spend some time in that produce section and, and make your cart look like that Crayola crayon box that I was talking about, because you're going to get all kinds of critical nutrients that your body needs.
0: I want to follow up with just one, one quick thing there for anyone listening. Um, I've worked with seniors for a number of years, and I see what happens when you use food as poison, when you get in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, doctor's appointments, uh, the, the pill type of medicine. Some, some seniors I've worked with are on 10 or 15 different pills, uh, wheelchairs, walkers, loss of independency. And all of us, I think, have this goal to live as long as possible, as healthy as possible, as happy as possible and Ramona as you pointed out food is medicine that's one of the most basic simple ways to start so if you're listening to this you're in your 30s 40s 50s it's never too late to start but the sooner you start the sooner you switch it's everything you just said everything in your entire life centers around your health absolutely yeah yeah. So Ramona, super appreciate you being here today. This has been awesome. I got goosebumps. Um, I'd love to have you back on the podcast. There's tons more different different niches and avenues and angles that we could go down. So, so you're welcome to come back anytime. We'd love to have you back. And again, oh, if- that would be wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, if you if you're listening uh, right now, again, I super appreciate you always checking out the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, so I definitely take you. Thank you for taking the time to to check me out today. As I always say, until next time, this is Coach Brad saying, Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream. Take care, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of the Be Well, Be Safe, Be Happy, Eat Ice Cream podcast. For more information visit my website at www.trainingwithcoachbrad.com. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash be well, be safe, be happy, eat ice cream. My Instagram handle, trainingwithcoachbrad. Remember to please hit that subscribe button. And if you like what you have heard, please share this podcast with others. And if you feel up for it, feel free to leave me a review.